Michael, I would like to start this episode of the Misspots podcast asking the question that is on the minds of everyone in the professional wrestling universe. When and if Cameron Grimes actually gets to the moon, what do you think he'll do when he gets there? Mm. This and other burning questions coming up on the Misspots podcast. I believe it was Neil Armstrong who said, it's one small step for man, it's one giant cave-in for mankind, and not fully mankind. Was that the quote? I believe so. I think I actually have He said it on a soundstage in L.A. (laughs) Stanley Kubrick uh, shot it. Uh, I I think I actually, I know I just made it sound like there wasn't a real answer to this question, but I I think I know what, what, what he will do. He'll go, <laughs> because he's a ha 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 heel, which is yeah. a heel that says something and then laughs after it. Yes, we defined that probably about six months ago. Yep. And it's a thing. It's a real thing. Uh, he'll also be happy that there's no zombies on the moon because that is his kryptonite. How do we know? How do we know that there's no zombies on the moon? Mike, have you been there? There, to be honest, there's probably been a zombie movie based on the moon. If uh, if I know nothing about zombie movies. Or uh, popular culture and what they will shoehorn zombies into. Speaking of zombies, professional wrestling. Did you ever think you'd have to use that as a segue? I did not. Nope. But, but we did it. We there, managed there, to do it. We did it. They, they mentioned zombies in this episode of NXT, but I had not watched the last couple episodes, which is rare for me. I usually go back and watch the episodes that we don't talk about, but I've just been very busy with family, personal stuff, so I haven't had a chance to do so. But they have been talking about Cameron Grimes and zombies a lot. I feel like they're pivoting, uh, rightly so, from the zombie angle, uh, which I, I, once again, never thought I'd have to say. Uh, I also, weirdly enough, feel like Undead is coming into play in another storyline with um, the, what's the the Chinese wrestler's name? Bolo? Yeah, or whatever. And Xia Li and like William Regal trying to find out why they don't want to come to the PC. But you, you, you know what? No, I gotta, I gotta I'm not saying that this. zombies are involved, but I'm totally saying that zombies are involved. <laughs> Listen, I I have had a complaint, and I don't think I've told this to you very often, or maybe I have. I, I can never remember what I say and what I don't, what it just goes around in my little brain. But NXT is often boring. And I don't mean that as far... No, I do. I mean, it's boring. It's not exciting to watch. It's not as... Even though AEW is often stupid, and I hate it, I can kind of laugh at it a little bit more when it's really dumb. And there are some fun storylines and things going on. That being said, NXT makes more sense. And I enjoy watching the show often more just because I, I see Timothy Thatcher or, or I get into a Finn Baller or, a, you know, the Undisputed Era storyline or whatever have you. It's a better wrestling show that often is, has, is lifeless and is kind of boring. The fix for that is writing better storylines and getting better people involved and and more interesting, you know, more interesting storylines. The trick is not involving zombies, magic, and old Chinese men who are cursing people we don't know who they are and undercard women that have no connection with the audience. And that is not the fix. So they're trying to be, I think, more entertaining, 
and they're doing it in the most WWE way possible. They are the WWE, so it makes total sense. Uh, but yeah, they had like 25 matches on this uh, show, I feel like. <laughs> like and not they, very many they, of them were good. I'm trying to think. Uh, of, like, Thatcher should have kicked the shit out of uh, the, Sleazy, the young, disgruntled buck. young buck. Yeah. Yeah, the, sleaze, uh, I'm calling Joey him Joey Ryan buck. Young Buck. Yeah. Uh, and uh also like the the whole Kushida and uh Huas, uh I think uh, Arturo Huas was the guy's name. Like that sure. match shouldn't have been as long as it was. I I think that so if you start off with the whole Leon Ruff thing, and I did not watch this whole thing go down because I hadn't watched the show in the last couple weeks. I remember hearing the name Leon Ruff. I think I remember seeing him wrestle at some point. Are you okay with this? Do you like this? Is this acceptable to you as a form of wrestling entertainment? I am willing to give pretty long lengths of rope uh, when it comes to professional wrestling. This one doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Hmm. This is a Santino Morella being pulled out of the crowd type of thing to me Um, that just never... Like, oh, the underdog, uh, here he comes. He Oh, he won the title. And like, uh, you know, not to take anything away from Leon Ruff, talented dude. Like he's doing stuff that like I'm used to seeing Ray Phoenix doing on AEW. Uh, But that dude is small, small, skinny, like. It's just unbelievable. He need he needs he needs to eat like seven hamburgers just to fill in his frame and then well, start sculpting. Well, but I mean, certain people are just small. They're not yeah. going, he's never going to, he's never going to be as big as Daniel Bryan, right? He's never going to be as thick yeah. as Daniel Bryan with his frame. Just because a guy can do a lot of really cool looking shit. And the fact that this guy's been wrestling for three years and they're like, oh, you know, he deserves it wrestling for fucking three years there used to be a time where unless you had 10 years in this business no one gave a shit about you and no one thought you were a veteran uh and i and i think that's why you kicked out maybe more competent seasoned professionals to do the business but hey whatever um the guy is tiny he does not look believable fighting johnny gargano who in and of himself is a small person so it stretches every sense of credibility to have him going to fight someone like Damian Priest. He is a cruiserweight at best, but there are guys like Santos Escobar that would eat that guy for lunch. Yeah. So I just... The guy coming out of nowhere to win the title and to, and to, and to put into an interesting storyline, it can work. And I'm trying to give a little bit of rope, as you said, or license to, to, to see where this goes. But here are my problems. The dude is, does not believably look like he can beat anybody up. Uh, the high-flying, fun-looking moves are cool for what they are, but they don't cover up those deficiencies. Doesn't Damian Priest want his fucking title back? He just wants to play around and play grab ass with people and joke around with Johnny Gargano and fuck around with this guy. Doesn't he was wronged out of his title to to the to the lack of better terms? I know it was a false count anywhere, house of horrors, whatever match that he lost his title in. But doesn't this guy want his goddamn title back? Isn't he going to be serious about that and stop playing games? Uh, you know, I, I just, 
Yeah, this... then why do we need this extra piece in this story between two guys fighting over a title? It, it, it seems pointless. And also an extra piece that makes no sense. We don't. I don't even know who this guy is. Up until today, if you would have said, if you would have put 20 guys on a lineup and said, which one's Leon Ruff? Or Leo or Leon? Leon. Exactly. You're thinking of Leo Rush. Yes. If you would have said that, I would have known who the hell you're talking about. I couldn't have picked them out of a freaking lineup. Throwing someone like that into this mix. If you you put... I know he's in a completely... uh, You know, there are people in, you know, completely different... um, uh, storylines and all that kind of stuff, but there are there are guys in NXT that have been underdogs for a long period of time that could have kind of gone into this spot that would have made more sense than a guy who doesn't really connect with anybody and we don't know anything about Isaiah Swerve Scott. <laughs> We've heard his yeah. name ten billion times. That guy would have made more sense in this in this uh, in this place. Uh, for this to happen to. Uh, so I don't know. I, I just, I'm having a hard time believing it. And the fact that they had this thread running through the show with these guys fighting each other. Nah, I don't believe it. I, I don't care. Yeah. I, it, it, it seems like one of the most pointless additions to a storyline since scrappy do. Um, <laughs> There's probably more pointless additions. Uh, I like that. But it's... You already have a lot built up between these two. And then to just throw a random guy in there. There's there with no connection to it. Like, it it would be one thing if, if it was like, this is the guy who was in the scream mask. Um... that interfered in their match at Halloween Havoc. But that's not what they're going for here. Like, this is just completely random bullshit. And I, yeah, I, I think that this completely takes away from the story between Priest and Gargano. And, and Priest is a guy who can be a star. And even mucking around with Gargano at this point, he sucks as a heel. He just sucks. He's he's a great Johnny? underdog. Yes, I hate him as a heel. I he is, I think that he he has a lot to that he can show as a heel. I hate his the the segments where it's you know the Gargano family where they're hanging out at their condo in Orlando. They're boring. They're impossible to watch and enjoy in any way, shape, or form. Uh, he's a great underdog babyface. And I love the stuff with him and Ciampa a couple years ago. But Damian Priest got to get the fuck away from Johnny Gargano. Damian Priest has the ability to be a star. And nothing they're doing with him, this laissez-faire kind of attitude, is doing him any favors. Um, Yeah, I I I just don't care about these people. And that's actually a thread. I mean, even going to the main event... I. I just don't care about some of these people, so it makes it hard for me to get behind matches or storylines. They haven't done enough to make me care. I, I I get that. I think that Gargano has a lot that he can do as a heel. I, I think that he he can fit and play a smarmy heel very easily. I think that he's shown... That now I have seen him play that uh, in the indies before, so maybe I'm a little biased, but like I I don't like a lot of the the silliness of that you said, but I think that he he has shown glimmers of of how he is a good can be a good heel uh, in WWE in NXT, and I think it's there. I, I I think he can play both sides of that. Okay. Um, the probably one of the biggest things that I got excited about on this show was Champa and Thatcher uh, looking like they're getting into a program together. Now I know what you're going to say out of this because you texted it to me, but uh, things that I love about this, just going to say it straight up. 
these are two workers who I absolutely adore. And I look forward to seeing a wrestling match between these guys. I loved the backstage segment with Ciampa being like, what were you doing out there? You're like, I thought I was pretty obvious. Uh, I want to fight that guy. I want to yeah. fight that guy. I, like, I love that. It was great. That's that's how, like, that's that's such a basic old school wrestling uh, storyline. I don't like that guy. I want to fight him. Perfect. But, go ahead. Well, no, I, I just, Thatcher doesn't ever beat anybody of consequence. And if you're going to really push someone and make them a threat and make us really care about him, I care about Thatcher because he's incredible in the ring his facials his body language his maneuvers he fought sleazy buck and at one point he grabbed the leg and he just threw a knee into his uh into his hamstring and it was just a simple stupid little thing to go into a transition i was like why don't more people do that that's a great move. That's a great thing to hurt your opponent. He does things that are actually believable in a fight. And he does them well. And he makes it work within the context of a worked professional wrestling match. The guy's a fucking genius. He's awesome. Put him over Sleazy Buck means nothing to me. Get this guy in a program with someone he can beat. So that when he fights somebody else like a Tommaso Ciampa you think he might have a chance of winning right now he has no chance of beating Tommaso Ciampa I also would have thought that Velveteen Dream or Kushida didn't have a chance of beating Tommaso Ciampa and they did that so uh, or at least in a triple threat or whatever the hell happened so maybe I'm off base here but uh I just I I'm with you man I want to see these two wrestle I want to see it but at the end of the day, I'd like to see Timothy Thatcher as more than a guy who gets good matches out of people. And in that segment beforehand, uh, fighting some guy, why is he not taking this person apart in a matter of moments? Especially if they were trying to set up some... And, and this is another thing. I don't know who this person is. I still don't know their name. I know he was on the show a couple weeks ago and he challenged him and that went on way too long. If they're not trying to really do a program with this person, have him freaking beat that guy in 40 seconds flat and then do the Tommaso Ciampa thing. Because make Thatcher look as badass as he possibly can. Not that he gives his student, quote unquote, uh, 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 too much offense for anyone that should be a student to a, to a, a pro like him. But the result, yeah, man, I, I want to see it. I just I just want to see Thatcher win a match <laughs> against someone that someone cares about at some point. Yeah. Um let's uh wait. Um okay. Let's talk about the main event. Oh, okay. Uh, like uh I I can't really remember a whole lot of the, the rest of the show. I know there there were 17 matches in between. There was a blindfold match. Like I said, didn't want to remember <laughs> certain things. Oh, you know what? Let's harp on this for just a moment. Because at Halloween Havoc, the House of Hardcore whatever fuck match between Dexter Loomis and Cameron Grimes was a two-segment match. I thought that this match, the way Cameron just like ran away from the match like we're gonna get a multi-segment uh match out of this again that's gonna pick back up later on in the show it didn't happen i'm happy about that but like what the fuck they did going on they did a blindfold match that did not end up being a blindfold match because it wasn't even a match and they found a way to work comedy that wasn't funny an intensity that wasn't intense into it. <laughs> it's the worst of professional wrestling on uh, on 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 show on the USA Network. Uh, you made the point that Beth Phoenix says, you know, we haven't seen a lot of blindfold matches, and your comment was, yeah, because they suck. the The blindfold match with with Rick Martel and Jake Roberts is much maligned 
but was actually a pretty good match, in my opinion. Because, you know, Jake the Snake, it was, yeah, it was stupid, it was gimmicky, but in that card, it worked to break the card up. Jake was using psychology of pointing at Martel. Martel couldn't get the response from the crowd. There was actually, watching that match back, I I appreciate it more than I did when I was younger and I watched it. But yeah. Did you watch that, uh, like, sometime between uh, this Cameron Grimes match and now? No, I, I actually saw that match within the last year or so. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so it was, yes, there's dumb. it's a dumb idea, and this was done as stupid as you possibly could and didn't even do a match. I have no interest in seeing these two people together. And, by the way, talking about matches that didn't happen, who was Damian Priest going to fight? Yeah. Because he came out for a match, and then a bunch of shit happened that no one cares about, and he didn't have a match. I hate that so much. It is raw 2015 booking at its finest. One of the things that AEW does with a good thing is they tell you that there's going to be a 15 minute time limit. They say if we have TV time remaining, they rarely do this thing where they don't, they call a match and just don't wave it off. At least commentary goes, you know, we have to move on to the next thing, blah, blah, blah. Or, you know, Johnny Gargano actually also took out the opponent of Damian Priest on his way out so that Priest wouldn't have the match. Something to give us an explanation of why a scheduled segment's not happening. And they just went full bullshit raw on us and just said, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what we were going to do because this is sports entertainment. I know I texted you and I go, you know... Where is the referee who is usually standing in the ring waiting for a match to happen as as the participants come out? Uh, No, nowhere to be found because they don't even know how to fucking set a stage. The little things matter. And if you want to do a backstage beatdown, if you want to do a guy jumps a guy out of nowhere... Don't set the stage in a way that we all know it's going to happen. Give us, don't do it too often. Do it where it matters and where it means something. And it's one of the biggest sins of professional wrestling in 2020. And that's because I'm 40 years old and I'm an old man, apparently, even though I was weaned on the Attitude Era and all the crap that has led to this, uh, good and bad. But they try to do too much and get too cute too often. And when you do these things over and over again, they mean nothing. They just mean nothing. We broke a table uh, in the main event unnecessarily just to break a table. I, I, I Also remember when putting a person through a table was a disqualification? Yes! I was thinking the same thing during that match, but it doesn't matter. It, it used, things used to make sense in some way, shape, or form. There was some context that they worked within. But why have that? Because then if you use those spots like they actually could be used as hospitalization angles, as you know, real, real injuries to people, you could actually build heat and have great storylines. But you wouldn't get as many flashy, crazy things on a, on a random Wednesday night. And that will kill wrestling for, I guess, a bunch of younger people that like shiny things. Oh, shiny things. Um, so moving on to the main event, I think you made a good, good segue there. Uh, so this is a match that... I I didn't know was happening until I tuned in and I was like, oh, we're getting a title match. Uh, Rhea's getting getting this rematch that she's been like working towards getting, and uh, I thought it was an okay match. I I thought that there was good stuff there, but. I could I couldn't help but feel like a lack of energy in myself for it because 
yeah, I haven't watched in two weeks. But I feel like if you were going to build to this monumental title match, you should have been doing it longer than two weeks. Like that I could have missed two episodes and known that this was still going to be happening very soon. Like, or or that it shouldn't be happening very soon. It should be happening in a little bit of time, right. working War- and building your way towards it. it put, and, put it at War Games, put it in the, in the next TakeOver special. But by the time the, the thing was all over, I felt like I saw the writing on the wall. This was Rhea's last match in NXT. You think so? They're moving her up to the main roster. Hmm. She, this was the way for EO to be solidified as Hmm. the woman of the division and for Rhea to go out, uh, kind of on her back as, as people tend to do. And she'll be moved up to the main roster. And like, this is a fucking shame for, Really, and still, in my opinion, the best woman on the NXT roster, possibly even the best woman in WWE. That like, ever since losing that title, bull in a bullshit manner to to Charlotte, that she shouldn't have lost. Yes, there's the whole whatever with her visa, but like, she should have won that title back as soon as she had the ability to come back. And she floundered around fighting Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez. And well, the Raquel Gonzalez just, match was great. Uh, it was, but, but the she Robert Stone have been... brand and all this yeah. crap. Dude, you just bummed my shit out. Oh, shit. I forgot all about Robert Stone. You just bummed me out because I had not thought about this in that context at all. And I was just thinking, oh, shit, she could go to the main roster, which means I won't watch her anymore. Because Rhea Ripley is the best women's professional wrestler in the business right now. She's just the best. And this match showed it. She sold her fucking ass off. Uh, she was a little too healy for me. She was berating and belittling EO during the match, which I thought was probably a little bit mis- not placed for, for where she is as far as her alignment healer baby face. But that was a small thing. But she's just, she's a star. She looks like nobody else. She she wrestles in her own way. She's impactful. She's not a monster as far as, I mean, she's 5'10 and built strongly. But she wrestles like she's 6'2". Yeah. She's just incredible. And the fact that she might be not on NXT anymore makes me sad. Because I want to see more of Rhea Ripley. And I just won't because I won't watch Raw or SmackDown. And by the way, they'll do nothing with her. Look what they did with Shayna Baszler. Look what they did with everybody. It means nothing. But my biggest problem with this match is I don't give a shit about Io, Sur- Io Shirai. She is a very good professional wrestler. She is very good. She worked the arm wonderfully during this match she uses her she she moves her body she's impactful everything she does is smooth she is an excellent professional wrestler and i don't care about her i don't want her to be champion i'm not interested in her winning i feel no emotion whatsoever in watching her work other than going yeah that's really good uh when at her size five one going up against Rhea Ripley at 5'10", and her dominating most of the match just felt really weird to me. And all I could think was they got to get this title on Rhea and let her just be the fucking woman on that brand for the next year and a half. Have an epic title reign where no one can topple her. That's what this brand needs. And now you're telling me that you think she's going to the main roster. I'm just bummed because and they I'd didn't, love to be wrong. Absolutely would be. But they, they should have. If that's what they're doing, obviously, there's a bigger planet place. But they got to get this title off of Io Shirai. And I because I, I personally, I can't connect with her. Maybe I'm in the minority, but uh, very talented. If this was Asuka working this match against Io or working this match against Rhea, 
I would have believed every second of it. Asuka seems like a killer. Asuka seems like someone who could rip my arm off. She's not that much bigger than Yosha, right? She's bigger. She's not that much more intimidating looking, but she carries herself in that way. And so part of it was just my incredulous nature of watching a match like this and not being able to really get into it. But the match was good. It was well worked. It told a great story. It did. It checked all the boxes. But one of the competitors, if I never saw Io Shirai work again, if I never saw her wrestle, I wouldn't care. I feel Didn't bad you? that I'm not. I feel bad I'm not watching the main roster to watch Asuka work. I feel bad that I'm not watching the main roster to watch Bailey work, or that, or Shayna Baszler, or. Uh, Becky Lynch, I know she's out right now and, you know, but there are Charlotte, there are women that I miss seeing. Io Shirai could go away tomorrow, I wouldn't care. That's, that, that is kind of sad because, yeah, I, I really like her as a wrestler and, you know, mm-hmm. I, I probably, I probably give her a, even a little bit more credit because, like, I don't know, I, I come from watching some indies where, like character development is probably not the the most important thing and being a good worker is is sometimes more important and so i'm more willing to give uh, a guy a, or a girl uh, a pass on some stuff like that um but i i can absolutely see what you mean and i can understand why you feel the way that you do with uh, that stance, you're so supportive, Mike. I try, I try. Yeah, but I, I do. I and I, I feel bad saying that because she is talented. I just don't see anything in it. I see no personality. I, I just see someone who is talented who can do a lot of really cool shit, and not even just do like cool flashy shit, but be a good professional wrestler. But to me, has no connection. Yeah. Um. But yeah, looking at what we have coming up, well, I mean, not we, uh, because we're not watching it, but Survivor Series is this weekend. Like, I, I could definitely see Rhea getting involved in the the champion versus champion match or the Survivor Series match between Team Raw and Team SmackDown somewhere along there in order to introduce her into the fold of one of those two main brands. And I I, I really hope that I don't read about that. Uh, but we'll see. Well, for her sake, I hope she gets it. And I hope that they bring her up. And I hope that they actually put her in a storyline that makes sense and they build her character the the WWE is a shit show for introducing new people, getting people on board with them, giving them vignettes. They do none of this anymore. No one squashes anybody. Uh, it's just, it's, it's rinse and repeat. Everyone is equal. And that's what we saw for the last, however, what deck many decades we watched the product. Uh, and unfortunately it's the same thing in NXT in some ways, it's the same thing in AEW. No one squashes anybody. Everyone's equal, you know, and it's uh, it's a shame because there are stars. Rhea Ripley is a crossover style of star. She just exudes it. And she also happens to be a goddamn good fucking professional wrestler. And that's someone you have to hold on to and you've got to freaking give the uh, give the push to and put them in a position to succeed. As the resident two-year champ, year-and-a-half champ reign for NXT Women's Division, it would be a great spot. It could also be a great spot on Raw or SmackDown. But the thing I always hate about those things is that on Raw and SmackDown, I know NXT is just another brand, but you've just got one champion on each one. Everyone's a champion. (laughs) Everyone has a title. No one's special. No one's unique. You know, if there was one champion that, you know, you could put the title on Rhea Ripley and then have Becky Lynch come after her, that would be amazing. Rhea Ripley against freaking Shayna Baszler. That could be freaking phenomenal. Rhea against Asuka. It could be great. But 
yeah, it's just it's it's disappointing to think of on unfortunately. Yeah. Um what what else happened? Like is, is there anything else from that show that you recall being of you know, you had Finn come back and the whole angle with oh, yeah, the Undisputed yeah. Era and the, the punters group. Um, I, I've i railed against this and I will do it forever. War Games is coming up, so we got to make a bunch of War Games matches. It is one of the most frustrating things to me to say, well, we got a gimmick. We got to find a match to fit the gimmick instead of finding a gimmick to, gimmick to fit the match. And it's, it's one of the, it's, it's why Survivor Series sucks. I am so happy that we're not watching Raw and SmackDown right now because I have no <laughs> compunction to watch Survivor Series. It's never mattered. It will never matter. It is a pointless exhibition. Who has the titles? Title, Roman Reigns is fighting Drew McIntyre. Snore. These are two excellent professional wrestlers, two great personalities snore because it doesn't matter who wins because the titles aren't up one of them doesn't win the title from the other one it's just an exhibition it's nfl preseason it does not matter so why are we why do we care no one does right so when we come around to that time of year for hell in a cell and now we got to wedge a bunch of matches into hell in a cell it's not special it's special when there's a real issue and they say, there's only one way we can settle this. At War Games. That's when it matters. Yeah. And they just, they don't do that because they're dumb and don't understand good storytelling. And they're doing it uh, like a few weeks later than what they would normally do. But, oh, how, how good am I looking at, at calling that Undisputed Era versus McAfee and Gang is probably going to be one of those war game matches. Oh yeah, I mean you're going to have that, and then they did telegraphed uh, obviously the the women's war game match with oh, yeah. um, Raquel Team Gonzalez Shotzi and Team yeah. Candice. Yeah. Um, oh, and by the way, God, Shotzi Blackheart, go away! Just go away! I don't want to see you rebuild a tank. I don't want to see you talk or howl. I just want to see you go away. Oh, for the love of God, go away. Um, yeah, I'm very, I'm just, it just bums me out because if you use a gimmick match like that, if you use a Hell in the Cell, if you use a ladder match, if you use something that can be brutal and that can make sense within the context of a storyline, it adds to the storyline. It tells a better story. It heightens it. When you just shoehorn a bunch of shit in there and say, well, got to find a fourth person. I guess we're going to grab Pete Dunn. Why? Don't know. But Pete Dunn, that's war games this year, right? Yeah. Why, why is Pete Dunn hanging out with the punter? We don't know. We'll never know. Doesn't matter. War games. That should be, that, that was probably on the rundown sheet for, for the show. Uh, and, and that's just disappointing. It should be better than that. Yeah, and I like Pete Dunne a lot. Me too. And I want way better for him than this. Listen, there's talented guys on, on both sides of this. Uh, Undisputed Era is very good. Each one of those guys can work. They're they're fun to watch. And uh, honestly, it was Kyle O'Reilly that I, I really thought was probably the least interesting out of that that team. And then he put on the match of the year candidate with uh, Finn Balor. And I was like, oh, I want to see all this guy. I want to see everything he ever does ever for the rest of his career. So there's tons of talent in there. I'm sure the match is going to be good. But when you start shoehorning things together, I, I just think it makes um, it makes the match less exciting. Yeah. Uh, you also have the the the, uh, the title change of putting the belt back on Drew McIntyre over on Raw from Randy Orton. Why'd you change it in the first place? Who cares? Doesn't matter. Uh, you know, I mentioned this before about Drew McIntyre fighting uh, Roman Reigns. Uh, what? 
do you remember who was fight? Do you remember who was fighting uh, the world champions last year at Survivor Series when we were watching Raw and SmackDown? Um, no. You remember the year before? Uh, oh, it was Brian and Brock. Yep. That, that was correct. Oh, so yeah. Brock was one, Brock was one, had to have been one last year. Yeah. I, um, I, I, I'm taking your word for that. Okay. I'm, I'm looking it up. <laughs> but it's uh, just, it's just going to show like this doesn't matter, right? It's not important. Uh, it's, it's, it's kind of stupid. Oh, they didn't, uh. They didn't do champion versus champion last year. Oh, they didn't? No. Uh they had they had Brock versus Rey Mysterio in a no holds barred match for the WWE championship. And uh the Fiend versus Daniel Bryan for the Universal title mm. uh last year. Um Yeah. But yeah, it goes it goes to show that none of this none of this bullshit fucking matters. It doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> well, I am happy that we're not watching Raw and SmackDown. It makes me giddy actually to to not feel like I'm missing out or I won't be up to date when I watch the the episodes uh, coming up. To not watch uh, Survivor Series, I'm not that excited to watch War Games. I, I would have liked to see. I would like to see Rhea and Io and Rhea going over because she should be the person holding that title right now. And uh, I'm disappointed in the North American cha- Championship picture. Uh, Damian Priest is a star, could be great for that title. Kind of bogged down with Leon Ruff. Uh, tag titles are on, you know, Oni Larkin and Danny Birch, two very good professional wrestlers. And they've got a mouthpiece and a punter from the Indianapolis Colts. And Pete Dunn's hanging out with them. It's a weird group. Uh, McAfee can talk. You know, he, he's grown on me as far as his heel promos go. I still don't think he's a wrestler. And I still want to see Adam Cole kick the shit out of him. And just and not in like a wrestling way. Like literally beat the shit out of him. Yeah. And say, don't be in this business anymore. Uh, yeah, NXT is not giving me a lot that I like right now. Yeah. And when I flipped over to AEW a couple of times during the show, they weren't giving me much that I like either because Kenny Omega still has women in brooms, in brooms, with brooms, in brooms. uh, accompanying brooms and him women. To, yeah. No, no, yeah. no. Accompanying him to the ring, which is the dumbest entrance in the history of professional wrestling by a lot. And is somehow still not a heel? I don't know. And you did you get to see any of uh, the inner circle chilling in Vegas? Thankfully not. The, I, I'm going to assume that's a big win. <laughs> I'm going to assume it's not because everything they try to do that's funny and comedy just makes me angry. That's why I think it's a big win that you did not see. Oh, got you, got you, got you. Listen, I plan on going back and watching AEW from last week, uh, from this week, from tonight, next week, something. I don't know, Mike. Did you just go cross-eyed? I did. I plan on time traveling. We're in the time travel paradox of uh, this uh, show now. I'm like Kushida. I have wrist tape with a very (laughs) crudely drawn watch on it that I can touch to raise the lights. I uh, I will watch it at some point. Uh, I'm interested to see uh, Pack back in the ring. Even though I, when I did switch back over, I saw him getting beaten up by the Blade or the Butcher or the Candlestick Maker or whoever the hell the guy is, and I was kind of taken aback by that because Pack should destroy that person because he's a lower mid card tag team guy. But that's just the scope of wrestling. Everyone's as good as everybody else. Yeah. Uh, uh, 
Oh, uh, also, apparently, uh, Death Triangle is back. Oh, really? Yeah. So, uh, Penta and uh, Ray Phoenix split off from... From Kingston and Butcher and the Blade, yeah. So now the group is Kingston, Butcher, Blade, and Bunny? Yes. Wow. Maybe somehow the worst uh, faction in the history of professional wrestling. (laughs) That's pretty bad. Even though Kingston can fucking talk his ass off, he doesn't have a lot to work with. Yeah, he can't. I I can't see him talking him himself out of that one. <laughs> so Fucking I have two guys here that wear white pants. Huh? 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 Nothing? Okay. Oh, okay. I'll see you next week. <laughs> uh yeah. Remember when the when the when the young bucks fought the butcher and the blade, and they uh, they went in the back of a an, an arena, and they were literally cutting meat. Remember that? Yes. yes. I, I'll never forget that. And you know what? Maybe AW succeeded because that is burned into my retinas and into my brain. <laughs> it's stupid, and I still wonder to this day: were they catering? Who were they preparing the meat for? Do they get many orders for meat at 9.30 on a Sunday night, the night of a pay-per-view? Can they not pass that off to, you know, underlings and people that they oversee? A lot of questions to be asked, few to be answered, and I'm still thinking about it now. What's wrong with me? Yeah. Uh... Also, uh, Will Hobbs has joined Team Taz. Out of complete nowhere? Because he's Uh, been on the other side of that for weeks. So we had Team Taz against Cody and Darby. And uh, after the match, Will Hobbs ran out to tease that he was making the save and then uh, laid out Cody with a chair. So... It uh, appears that he is part of Team Taz now. I mean, it's not a bad thing. Will Hobbs is a big dude. Uh, Taz is a good mouthpiece. I I like Ricky Starks right now. I like Brian Cage. Uh, But it's one of, I think, 14 factions in the company. Probably too many. When you think that every single person is in a faction for some reason. (laughs) Yes, and Death Triangle is back. Yeah, so so we, yeah. we've added another faction. <laughs> Death Triangle. <laughs> I don't know, Mike. Um, Murder Rhombus. <laughs> oh, did you notice the thing with... Uh, now we're just fucking... Just having fun. Uh, the punter on NXT kept saying that everyone was dead? Dead, yeah. Like... Did he get this cleared? Because normally WWE does not like to go anywhere near, like, death. We murdered Roderick Strong. (laughs) Straight up. Listen, don't investigate it. We murdered him. He's dead. This guy, dead. This guy, dead. Orlando PD, dead. Or incompetent. Whichever. Everyone dead. (laughs) Very interesting, but we've got that triangle on the other on the other side. So there, if you have a if you have a group called Death Triangle, you've got to murder some people, or else you can't and, keep your name. That's legal. and one of them is a skeleton, so <laughs> they're all dead, I guess. Uh, now I'm just confused about this. I I, I want to go watch the show and then come back and do more podcasts, like. Ray Phoenix and uh, Penta were at like wits end with each other, and Eddie Kingston was kicking Ray Phoenix out of the. Ra- okay, uh, I'm gonna have to go. F- I'm gonna have to go watch this, Mike. You're welcome. It's not gonna make any sense. I know it won't, because nothing no, AEW does. Not at all. But I want to try. Try as you will. 
got nothing after that, but yeah. try as you will. Um, do you want do you want to do Survivor Series uh, blind predictions? Yeah, let's do it. All right. I'm not going to record uh, them. Okay. Just so you know. Just for funsies? Yeah. And and to see if we remember what our predictions are? Yeah. Because uh, we've been drinking. Uh, Team Raw men, AJ Styles, Keith Lee, Sheamus, Braun Strowman, and Riddle. No first name. Uh, <laughs> you do know that they took his first I name do, away, I do, I right? do know. Okay. And I heard that Buddy Murphy's getting his first name back. It is the stupidest yeah. company in the history Again. of mankind. Go. Uh, against Team SmackDown, Kevin Owens, Jay Uso, King Corbin, still going with that, Seth Rollins, and TBD. I'm going to go with uh, TNA, uh, with uh, a different version of AJ Styles, Abyss, uh, James Storm, Hulk Hogan, and uh, Jeff Jarrett. Did I already say that? Yes. Okay. Whatever. Twice. Uh, I'll go with uh, Ring of Honor uh, winning <laughs> this one. Uh, so I guess I, I guess with that I'm going with Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins. So I'm I, I guess I'm picking SmackDown by by that default. Well, you uh, can also have Austin Aries in there. You can have uh, you know Brian Daniels, Samoa Joe, Samoa Joe, Nigel McGuinness. Yeah, there you go. Uh, the women's elimination match: Team Raw. Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler, Lana, Lacey Evans, Peyton Royce versus Team SmackDown of Bianca Belair, Ruby Riot, Liv Morgan, and two members to be determined. Uh, before we say anything about picking a, a bullshit answer to this, look at this match. <laughs> no. I will not. The only person like I care about is Shayna and I want to be like look at what they did to to my girl like <laughs> they massacred her like uh, Naya who is perpetually hurting people still yeah she just hurt Mandy Rose apparently but I, I don't know if they're blaming her for it it could have just been a freak accident from what I read Lana and Lacey Evans <laughs> Who cares? Peyton Royce, probably underutilized. I like Peyton Royce. Bianca Belair, athletic. I, I like Bianca Belair. She's got a lot of potential. Ruby, I like. Never used properly. No. Liv, meh. Meh. And then two two members that- TBD. Like, so I'm torn here. I am either going to pick TBD- to be the uh, the final survivor, the <laughs> the sole survivor, or I'm gonna pick Lana all the way. Lana runs the runs the table, pins all five of the SmackDown Raw. I can't remember which one you said she was on. Uh, She's on Raw, but yeah. I get you. She runs she runs a table. She beats them all, and she beats both the TBD. And then she wins the unified Raw SmackDown Women's Championship. Apparently, and is the tag team champion. What's that? And she'll be the tag team champion. She'll eventually. be all the champions. Uh, apparently, she went. Um, what I read was is that she has been put through the announce table like four or five straight weeks by Nia Jax, and she's on yeah. her team. And, I mean, I can't say it's a bad thing. She's not good, and it's not fun to watch, and she has never been a good wrestler and never been presented well since the whole time when she was Russian. But I think this is when it all comes back around and Lana becomes the biggest star in the company. As a Russian? Will she be Russian? If she gets powerbombed a couple more times through a table, she may become Russian again. We don't know. <laughs> Maybe she'll be Bulgarian. Um, I'll, So you're going with Team Raw there. Sure. Lana, sole survivor. Yep. All right. 
Uh, I'll pick I'll pick uh, the the TBDs okay. of uh, SmackDown, which may be Rhea uh, Ripley. We don't know. Yeah, um, the the mid card men's title match, Bob Lash or. I'm sorry, Bob Lashley. We have given I we did give him his last name back, right? Uh, we did, but you know what? I've heard good things about what Bob Lashley has been doing. I'm willing to call him Bobby Lashley again. I think okay. I'm having been watching, but I've heard that he's doing a great job and his faction is strong, and it's been one of the high points of their show. So Bobby Lashley versus is it Sami Zayn? Yes. Wow. Who the fuck cares? Sadly. <laughs> I I hate saying that about something that Sami Zayn's involved in because I love Sami Zayn so much. But uh I mean I, I feel like Bobby Lashley's gonna win this because they like the bigger, bulkier guy over the the smaller, lanky guy. And it doesn't matter because no titles yeah. are changing hands and it doesn't mean anything. So yeah, Bob Lash. Bob Lashley, Bobby Lashley. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> um, the tag team uh, champions, which, okay, so <laughs> you're talking about how they switched titles. They did. Yeah, they traded titles, but the Street Profits have been tag team champions since before WrestleMania. Well, when we were still watching the program, they were the Raw champions back then. They are now the SmackDown champions, taking on the new day of Kofi and Xavier. I still cannot believe that the Street Profits are the tag team champions, probably because are there other tag teams? (laughs) I don't know of any. Does Ant- Ray and Dominic? My my biggest question is: Angelo Dawkins still the absolute worst comeback in the history of professional wrestling? My guess is yes. I'm going with the New Day. <laughs> I'm going to go with the New Day as well. Oscar and Sasha Banks as the women's uh, champions match, like this on paper should be an awesome fucking match. Yeah. And you know what? It very well could be an awesome match, but there's no steak. There's no steak ums. <laughs> there's no pork chops. Um, what are you so, doing? <laughs> I don't know. Um, you always talk about there being no steaks. Yeah. Uh, so I was going with some other meats. Okay. Or meat-ish products. Because this match has no stakes, ums, and it is a, a match that would actually possibly be very good, I'm calling some kind of distraction, bullshit finish, no finish, where Bailey or someone else gets involved that renders renders even a match like this moot. That was kind of what I was going to say, but... I beat you to it. Be, yeah, you did. You did. So I'm just going to say Oscar. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I I can't get... I, I can't just follow you and be like, yeah, same. Samesies. Uh, but God damn it, I was... I definitely wanted to say that. But, Mike, you can because this is the perfect thing. None of these results matter towards our final okay. tally. And just like this pay-per-view you know doesn't matter towards the I'll final say the same. Th- I'll say that for the final match. <laughs> McIntyre and Reigns. What are you going to say? No winner. No winner? Uh, yeah. Uh, very possibly. I think that... Um, Brock Lesnar will come back and destroy both, up. both of them because uh, Brock Lesnar lost his championship to Drew McIntyre and he lost his advocate to Roman Reigns. So he's going to come back and he's going to throw 37 German suplexes and it's going to be a thing. Or, I, I have two predictions, 
or Goldberg comes in and spears them both and takes both titles away and they'll say, well, it's back to the 90s, folks, and everything's going to be great. Can I make two predictions? If, yes, you're making all the rules for this one. Uh, If Goldberg comes back, (laughs) how can we watch this show less? than what we already do. I don't know if it's possible because I haven't watched it at all. But watching something in a negative, is that what you're trying to propose to me? Yes, like erasing previous memories (laughs) of shows watched. I I, I can try to do that. I can try to stop remembering other Raw and SmackDown shows that I've seen. Which Can we hard. start with the episode of Raw that had uh, the Bailey, This Is Your Life? Uh, I would like that one erased. The Old Day, uh, I'd like that one erased, too. Dude, I, I want Rock, This Is Your Life erased, because that was one of the biggest pieces of garbage television in the history of professional wrestling. I don't give a shit about the goddamn rating, and that sparked half of the things you're talking about. <laughs> that is true. All right. Totally unofficial, uncounted, unmitigated predictions for Survivor Series. We, we mitigate so so few times here. Very few. Um, anything else that you want to... Do you want to talk about Zelina Vega? Good for Zelina Vega. And I don't know overall if... Professional wrestlers unionizing will be good for them or bad for them. That's unfortunately the situation because you could see pay cut significantly. You could see all kinds of restrictions on contracts even more. I don't know if that's possible even, but there is a possibility that this blows up in the face of the people that it should be helping the most. Uh, I hope that's not the case. It seems like the president or some representative of the Screen Actors Guild has reached out and said, we'll look into this and we'll be in contact. Uh, These people deserve health care. These people deserve, if they are uh, not uh, contracted to a company, they should be able to go and work other places and make money. And uh, I hope I hope this works out the best for the performers, yes. not for the company. And yeah. right now, AEW, I believe every single competitor in AEW can take independent bookings. Yes. And as long as that's the case. I think the only ones who can't are the ones who are like the, the from the ownership group uh, or the, the executive group, yeah. like. And they probably can even too, like uh, Cody, the Bucks, Omega. So th- this sounds like piling onto the WWE and making them the evil empire. But the fact of the matter is, they're the ones that are saying you're independent contractors that are not independent, and yeah. we own you, we own everything about you. And if that's the case, well, then they're fucking employees. Give them everything that's that that employee is entitled to. Hopefully that does not mean a huge talent purge. Hopefully that doesn't mean, you know, a completely different direction of the business. But uh, these people deserve to be compensated. I I don't like watching the shows. I don't like a lot of the people that we're talking about uh, politically, (laughs) uh, socially. I I can't stand that Vince McMahon supported Donald Trump. And I that's that's a problem I always have. But at the end of the day the people that are the performers deserve to be compensated for their, for what they do. Yeah, absolutely do. And, uh, like the fact that Zelina Vega, like, I I guess the, the, the thing that really was led to her dismissal was her refusal to give up her Twitch channel, uh, to which she makes more money on that than she does through the WWE. And yeah, when you are a independent contractor, you shouldn't be like, I I can, I can actually stand by WWE by saying like, 
you can't use the name that we we made for you. Sure. I agree with that. No problem. Uh, but you should be able to, like, the thing with uh, with Xavier Woods, it, his up, up, down, down thing, even though it's, like, has now fallen into WWE's umbrella over the past couple years, he's always used the name Austin Creed uh, when on that show. He's never called himself Xavier Woods once. And... Like I, I believe that people like this absolutely deserve the ability to make an extra buck and, and find their hustle, uh, sell T-shirts, sell whatever. Like you're, you are a face that is popular in culture and you deserve to make money off of yourself. Um, like I, I'm surprised AJ Styles didn't fight harder because AJ owns his name and he licensed it to the WWE for uh merchandise sales but he he himself was like all right i'm taking my channel down Um, well he's also probably making three million dollars a year or some kind of he's yeah he's doing well you know so and not not that xavier woods isn't or page or selena vega i i don't know individual people and what they're doing but yeah the fact of the matter is is that it's been a loophole for a long time that the WWE has been able to drive a freaking truck through. And it's time to close that up and get some health care and let these people, if they're independent contractors, and they're independent contractors. If they're not, then make them goddamn employees. Yeah. This is fair. Absolutely. It's fucking 2020, by God <laughs> damn sake. Um... Anything else you wanna you wanna talk about? I think we, we... I, I think we ran the gamut this episode. We talked less about the episode of NXT, and we talked a bunch about other a bunch of other things. I think this is uh, this has been successful, Mike. Great success. All right. In that case, thank you everyone once again for joining us. Uh, check out the podcast on all of the major podcast networks. Uh, in the meantime, we will be back. Uh, next week to talk not about Survivor Series, but uh, about some AEW. We're gonna watch AEW next week. Yes. Yeah. No. I think Maybe. so. Okay. All right. Uh, so that's what we'll do. For Kevin, my name's Mike. We'll see you next week. Good night. Good wrestling. <laughs>